is in the know for Monday, July 24, the 205th day of 2023. There are 160 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. Armored Shields Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we're going to update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We'll look back on the weekend. Plus, we'll give you a chance to win later on in the show. That and a whole lot more coming up today. Here on in the know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. Are you traveling faster than normal? I heard you say something about speed as yes. you walked in the room. Listen, Alea and I have accomplished so many things this morning. Yeah, already been to the library. We have yeah. the extension office. Oh, mercy, y'all are racking them up. I getting, know, right? Getting your card punched for the day yes, already. Yes, we are. And it's early on. You have the occasional round and battle of hiccups. I do. Uh to the point that we have, our, uh, we call her your own character. Yes. Right. Whenever you develop the hiccups, we've got a uh, we have a nickname for her, mm-hmm. and um, so here's a way to cure hiccups: pull your knees up to your chest, <laughs> lean forward slightly into your knees, and hold for one minute. Yeah. Okay. This simple sitting position compresses the diaphragm to help it stop from hiccup causing spasming. <laughs> okay, I'll try that for you all. Later. You don't think? No, you don't have to try it for me. <laughs> I'm just saying when you when you get them, if you want to get rid of the discomfort, I can't. Help, but laugh at knees to the chest. Knees to chest, knees to chest. Yeah. That's where you gotta go. Get them. Uh, so anyway, you right, can let thanks. us know whether that life hack works or not. All right. He is a five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Off Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. You seem to you seem like you've made it back from the news department. Yeah, I, I you got transferred for the week. Yeah, it's it's the Ken Hallett schedule is is not much fun as far as no being. I mean, because sometimes covering stories, you have to be up really really late and writing to make sure it's ready for the morning. And there were some there were some very late nights. Yeah. Well, I, in but, fact, there was one night that the sun was coming out. You're kind of a night owl anyway, though. But, yes, I am. But you realize you're not as much of a night owl no, as you I, once were? No, I am. I'm just very lucky that I didn't have to be a night owl and then a morning owl. So thank uh, you for that. Because <laughs> Friday night at about when I left Cougar Stadium after the 7-on-7 seven seven at about whatever time that was, 10 o'clock, I was kind of like, think, just imagine that I would be pure zombie if I would have had to have been doing. You're saying you're happy you didn't have to hoot twice a day? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> you could just be a you could be a one hoot owl instead yes. of a two hoot yes. owl. I guess yes, because I am a night. I would like that's. If you had to do both, area. it'd be like a crazy pigeon. Right? Yeah, you've seen those memes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Well, welcome back. Well, thank you. Maybe yes. you can get back to welcome closer back. to what your normal schedule is, uh, or a, a creature of habit at least. Uh, the hot weather, the humidity is returning in your honor. I suppose uh, we can we can attribute it to uh, your return to a normal schedule. Scattered afternoon and evening thunderstorms. Some may be strong for today. The heat is going to build the further we go into the week. We'll see highs in the low to mid-90s to end the week. And we are just a couple of degrees below as our projected highs or what you're seeing on your screen. 
Um, they are basing these totals uh, in on the Louisville Metro. But uh, we'll see today about a high of 88 here between the lakes under some partly cloudy skies. You may see some scattered storms with that much humidity in the atmosphere. Sometimes it's got to... Uh, the release valve has to get tripped, and you'll get a downpour of rain. We'll see thunderstorms early tonight and a 40% chance of rain, an overnight low of 71. Probably will still be a little bit muggy overnight, so that 71 might not quite feel like 71. Partly cloudy and 94 tomorrow, and then just stair steps up. So just expect to be in the mid-90s beginning on Wednesday. Oh, the lows are even hot. Yeah, the lows are warm, and um, I, I do think... Be, again, we talk about Louisville being a heat island. So much concrete, so much pavement, it absorbs so much heat during the day that it never really cools down overnight. When you get out uh, among the lakes here and it gets a little more rural, then your your lows dip a little bit lower because it hasn't absorbed so much heat over the course of the day. But it's still going to be warm. And unlike Saturday where it was warm but the humidity was low and made it very pleasant, you're going to get a little mug to go along with your conditions this week. So just... Um, be prepared. Did see a little bit more after um, after the show on Friday about that Pfizer plant that was damaged uh, in, I think it's Rocky Mount is technically where it is, but it's in the Raleigh area. Uh, Pfizer confirmed that the large manufacturing complex was damaged by a twister that touched down shortly after midday, but said no reports of serious injuries. But one of the things that people are wondering is uh, drug supply lines already precarious. And this particular plant produced uh, anesthesia and other drugs, as well as nearly 25% of the sterile injectable medications that Pfizer supplies to U.S. hospitals. So imagine if you just take one-fourth out of an already taxed supply line, there may be downstream implications from this damage, and I'm sure they'll be doing what they can to perhaps increase production other places to... uh, help offset the uh, the ripple effect of that but anyway just don't be surprised if you go in if you if you're in the healthcare field as a as a patient in um, a few months or a few weeks you go well we're having a problem getting this we're having a problem getting that all right close to home headlines from the weekend one breckenridge county firefighter was injured and two others overcome by heat when battling a structure fire yesterday morning before 11 mcdaniels harned and hardsburg departments responded to a multi-story structure fire they found an interior and exterior uh, on fires where they started their attack one firefighter fell from the roof of the structure to the ground and sustained internal injuries then the injured firefighters transported to mcdaniels memorial park and airlifted to uofl two hardensburg department members were uh, suffered heat related injuries and were overcome they were treated then um so anyway several treated to a hot fire yesterday so Anyway, uh, there was an update later. I'd see a footnote. All firefighters out of the hospital at home and doing better. So that's the good news uh, as a result of that story. Speaking of fires, a fire caused heavy damage Friday morning to a building that houses the Bowling Green office of Senator Rand Paul, as well as a local law firm. Fire crews were called to the building on State Street 2 a.m. Friday and found a heavy blaze requiring additional Units. Six units worked for hours to extinguish the flames. Firefighters manning uh, aerials to get at the blaze from above. The fire did cause a roof collapse and a plume of heavy gray smoke rising from the tops of the building even around sunrise. If you're watching, you can see a photo of that while firefighters were on the scene. Um, don't know any of the particulars, and I will trust that Bowling Green Fire's investigators will 
get to the bottom of it. You This day and age, obviously, you immediately start asking lots of questions like, well, is this just an out-of-the-blue fire? Is this a completely an accidental? Building. Yeah, and uh, old buildings typically have old uh, electrical circuits, uh, older. It's just, you, know, you never know. 2 a.m., hard middle-of-the-night fire. Lightning struck a 30,000-gallon propane storage tank in Glasgow on Thursday. It happened in the 100 block of South Honeysuckle Lane around 2 o'clock. They evacuated the surrounding area out of an abundance of caution. The investigation found that a relief valve malfunctioned, which freed the gas to escape into the air. A lightning strike then ignited the escaping gas. So... You remember in our community, we had a very similar situation just within, what, six months ago? Something like that? March, April. Maybe March, April, and in the spring of this year, that um, this was what they were guarding against, was a spark that could have ignited a huge amount of propane, and it did did ignite. I, I suppose they didn't know, they didn't even know that it was being freed and a spark ignited it. So, at least in our case, we were able to know that there was a leak before... Things got to be more uh, deadly. So, <laughs> yeah. I saw dramatic footage from somewhere, from some weather event. I don't think it was, it could have been North Carolina. It could have been in the heat dome, but lightning had struck some type of uh, propane well and it was just shooting a flame, you know, like 70 feet in the air, just constant, just as fast as you could. It was, it was really a dramatic piece of video. We are less than two weeks away from Fancy Farm, and the uh, the uh, talking heads of the political world will be down in Graves County for their uh, annual uh, political event as part of the St. Jerome's Parish Picnic. And you will see the rhetoric start to continue to ramp up as we get to that time, and then it'll even ramp up even more as we head into the fall general election season. And one of the things Governor Bashir is doing is he's pushing back hard against the efforts to cast him as an advocate of gender reassignment surgery for minors, saying that his detractors have misrepresented his position and invoking his Christian faith and support for parental rights to explain why he vetoed a measure that banned gender-affirming care for children. Uh, I did think it was interesting that uh, it's the move they're making is to not let the Cameron campaign run away entirely with the family values planks. Uh, that in this red-blue world that we seem to be living on, it, it seemed like the GOP candidates try and claim the family values um, angles and then the Democratic Party is left with the more liberal or left-leaning ideas, and so it's not just so cut and dry, and it's not black and white. There are shades of gray in there. But what this is, though, and you, if you've if you've seen television or if you've watched online video, you've seen these ads, and they're from outside entities that are uh, putting their resources into. These uh, these localized elections, localized by them, I meaning state. So there are two gubernatorial races this fall, and this is a setup. This is a report card on how the red and blue messaging is faring nationally. They're using Kentucky as a proving ground for the strategies and these talking points. Of the two gubernatorial elections, only one of them is contested. And so that means all eyes on Kentucky, and there's a lot side of outside, a lot of outside influence, a lot of outside money. 
that will be flowing nationally into the race. It was very similar, the Amy McGrath-Mitch McConnell race, where that was a key race that nationally people decided they were going to get involved in. So I do think it's a wise move for Governor Bashir to say, hey, you don't get just you know you you don't get to paint me as a as a villain entirely. He talked about being a deacon in his church. He talked about his faith. Uh, obviously, the Bashirs have a uh, history of the um, in ministry, and so uh, it, it's interesting the the shove back that you're seeing on this. I did see a poll, and I don't necessarily put a lot of stock in polls. I think that typically they're at least 10% off, but I uh, see this right now as a 10% race. It's a shrinking race. It's gone like from 10 to 8 to 6, if you want to believe the polls, that there's still Bashir has an edge. I did find the same polling, again, if you want to believe it, says that 4 in 10 Republicans think Andy Bashir is doing a good job, which... I thought the number would have been two, three, something like that. So for it to be 40% is uh, of interest and of note. So it will be a race to the wire between those two. And again, the rhetoric would just continue to get turned up. So it is evident since I got out of the ownership hierarchy of Twitter, it's been a tumultuous (laughs) season for the uh, bird company. You can't call it that anymore. Elon Musk says that Twitter is changing its logo to X from the bird. And has your app already updated? No. Mine hasn't either. This is the uh, stupidest thing. Like, like, listen, Elon is, like, he is very, not many things that he has done to Twitter. Like, Twitter was my app. And now it's, it's just like, why? Why? Should you want to give me an opportunity to explain well, what no, he's doing? Well, and, and I'm, no, and I'm, I'm just, I'm, I've read it, and I'm just saying it doesn't make sense to me. So he said that he plans to change the logo of Twitter from the famous Bluebird, and he is rolling the dice on his $44 billion investment. When I saw the series of tweets yesterday, I thought, is he just having fun with people now, or is he serious? And he's apparently serious because even the CEO uh, of the, he named a CEO not long ago. She was uh, Linda Yaccarino, I think is her name, and you know she basically elaborated on plans. And so, I, I, it's hard to argue that. Well, I don't think you you can argue that Elon Musk is a smart man. Uh, SpaceX, Tesla, he's obviously an innovator. He comes up with ideas for things that people need before they even know they need them. And and the PayPal X merger, he knew that there needed to be an easy solution for e-commerce a long time ago, and he parlayed that into everything else. This seems to me like a Hail Mary, we're going the meta route. We're trying to go over the top and become an everything platform instead of just a 144-character platform. And will it be successful? I don't know. He's smarter than I am and a better business but, person than I am. But, but even you, I don't know. if you're comparing it to Meta, you know, Facebook is still Facebook. Like if you log on to the app, it's still Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it's just like everyone's still going to call it Twitter. Like, yeah. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Do you still do, do I still tweet? Or do you do, you do I still do I yeah, do I do I tweet no, on the X? Do yeah, I and that's X why tweet? It's just what like, do I do? I 
it, it's like Dunkin' Donuts. It's like it's always going to be Dunkin' Donuts. It's, nobody's just going to call it Dunkin'. Is it? That's why I just I don't understand. And I and, and that's honestly a good example of this because Dunkin' Donuts was trying to say, hey, we're more than just donuts. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're, yeah. we're coffee, we're yeah. bagels, and so on. It's not quite to the level of if McDonald's said, "We're tired of those golden arches. We're gonna we're gonna change it to like a." Ronald McDonald's a, a face. Bi- a big like F. Yeah. We'll be French fries instead of being the golden mm-hmm. arches. And so it's not quite to that level, but it's a it's a bold move when you take that much brand recognition. That's the biggest thing. Right? I mean, you take that much household name, uh, household brand understanding, and you go, I think I'm going to cash that in for. So is pride involved in this? Because he says, well, I'm the X guy. I like the, I like the letter X in case you haven't realized space X. My uh, payment platform was X. It was X.com, et cetera. So and his dot, didn't his kid. An algebraic equation is what he names and, his kids. And then it's an X in there too. I think so. And then a, it doesn't make and sense. then a ampersand and a, I don't know. The U.S. national women's team whooped up on Vietnam with a three to nil victory. On Friday night, I forgot it was on. It was even, they were playing it in prime time so Americans could watch it. And then I just got, I got distracted and uh, didn't didn't watch it. But it sounds, it, like, to win. sounds like it wasn't much of a of a contest. Whooping up on the Vietnamese uh, women. Ellie De La Cruz hit his first career leadoff home run. And Nick Senzel connected for a two-run shot. The Reds swept the Diamondbacks with a 73 victory yesterday. You know, the Diamondbacks had had... Had played really well against Atlanta and then uh, got to Cincinnati and got got broomed, so that was good. Did you get to watch any of the games this weekend? I got to see part of yesterday's game. Yeah. I, Friday was at football and Saturday at East Main. So. So the um, I think the Yankees swept the Royals. Uh, Rizzo finally, uh, I hope, broke out. I hope it wasn't a blip. Right. He had yeah. his first four-hit game since 2019, I think. Uh, he hadn't had a home run since May, so it was good to see. I saw Scott Rowland and uh, McGri- McGriff, the crime dog, got into the Hall of Fame yesterday. It was funny to see Scott Rowland when he was talking about all the teams he had played for. He's like, I am a Red. I am a Blue Jay. I am a Philly. Like, there weren't many people he didn't play for, I think. So it was uh, good. Brian Harmon. Unstoppable in a drama-free British Open at Royal Liverpool. An American with a southern accent wins the British Open, so I'm okay with that. And I'm even better with it because, do you know why we should like him, Sam? I didn't watch a second of He's this. a left-hander. Oh, is he? He's a lefty, so a lefty wins across the pond. And that doesn't happen very often. No, it does not. Denny Hamlin got his record seventh victory at Pocono in his 50th of his NASCAR Cup Series career. Now, you might recall... He is now passing Jeff Gordon for most wins at Pocono for the second time. He won last year at the Tri-Oval, then got stripped of the title. He was the first uh, person winner since, like, the 60s to be stripped of the title. He and Kyle Busch, so then he won again yesterday and now seemingly has passed Jeff Gordon for most wins at Pocono. So there you go. There are the majority of the news headlines. We'll still talk about the box office and how Barbie did at the weekend and look back on that. So hang around. we got plenty more on the way here on In the Know. Today is Cousins Day. Well, i got a slew of them. You do. I'm gonna... Sure. you got to send them all a text message today? Listen, i got about two. You don't have very many first cousins. No. I'm saying i got a slew first of first cousins. cousins. Like, I've been spent half the day 
saying hey to all my first cousins, and then not to mention get into the subsequent rounds, the second and third rounds of the draft. It's a, so can I just give a blanket shout out to all my cuz. Uh, drive through day. It is tell an old joke day. Sure, I will appreciate that from you. Sure, I, I'll, I'll, you know, I don't think I've. And she's not quite ready for the hooner who lie joke yet. I think she, she'd need to know. She at the desk. She, she, she's uh, no, no. on the couch. She's, oh, she's, she's on the couch. Oh, she's Robloxing at the moment. Oh. She needed a door. I said, well, there's one right there. And it's barely hanging on the hinges, but it's still there. Um, so. <laughs> Never mind. All the, oh, no, I had a list of things that are bad to the last drop. They were asked, people were asked on BuzzFeed, and feel free to comment yours if you're watching. What food would you refu- refuse to eat even if it were the last thing available? So here are some of the best. These are not mine. Some of these I completely agree with, but they that's not my list. I'm not um, not giving you any of mine. First was caviar, oysters, and snails. I don't think... Um, I've never had snails. I've never had escargot either. Uh, I don't but, know that I wouldn't, but I, I would have to be at a place that I knew that they knew what they were doing. Exactly. I would say no, but then I thought, you'll eat oysters. What's mm. the difference? Yeah. You know, well, hey, if you'll eat yeah, an like, oyster, why are, you, why are you drawing the line at snail? If I was driving down the road and there was just, you know, stopped at one of the... Like a family cooking restaurant, and they're like, "We got some snails." I'd probably mm-hmm. be like, eh. "Yeah." But if you're in Paris or something, and at well, a nice restaurant at, Gust- at Gusto's, you you could maybe try it. Enough ketchup or batter, you know, and one, if you fry something up, you can usually get past it. Number two was black licorice. Oh, I can't stand black I, licorice. I don't mind black licorice. I can I eat don't it. Like it at all. Uh, someone wrote liver. <laughs> because they went on to say, if I wanted that taste, I would eat the filter from a fish tank. <laughs> that was an interesting comparison. I've never, never it, had it. It, it. I mean, it's not far off. Yeah. I mean. That different than chicken livers, though, right? Or no, I not really? I prefer chicken livers, but I will eat beef livers. But, I mean, it it is a filtration system for both the, cow and chicken. The only time that I have. Uh, I love chicken livers. Willingly willingly used beef liver was as uh, bait, as fishing bait. I was told that would work. I don't remember if it worked or not. The next one, uh, excessively built up greasy, greasy hamburgers, the kind with three patties made uh, with, with bacon and then four types of cheese and then a zillion condiments that none of it will stay on the bun. Like there, The burger gets big enough that it won't stay together. See, that's... That- that okay. little the little slop at the at the end is kind of like the best part. I, I'm going with where's the problem in this? I I I I cannot. I don't like a burger that turns into a pile. You know, like it, it's it's inconvenient That's where you enough. Break out your fork. I don't I don't want to eat a burger with a fork. I mm. I if two hands and then if it if it slides out from under there and just turns into a gooey mess and my hands are messy. That's a little too much for me. I don't know. I love a good burger, but I think keeping it contained is part of the trick. Now, there are those burgers that once you start, 
there's no putting it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just don't bother. Yeah, there's no just trying to lay going. it I mean, down I, and keep I, on going. I worked at a hamburger restaurant that we had multi. I can sit here and name the burgers that were on the menu that you had to wear a bib for, pretty much. Yeah, I just don't subscribe to the taller and messier burger, the better. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, to be the best so burger. I don't you think you would have been out on the Colossus things. then. I'm down Pro- for it. Probably, yeah. I'm out on the had classes. an onion onion ring in the I, middle. I don't mm-hmm. want a burger hamburger casserole. I just want mm-hmm. I want a hamburger. It's on the bun and it's contained to the bun. That's what makes it so easy to eat. And I'll gladly pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today. Cottage cheese. Oh, I love cottage cheese. Now, I don't. Me. I I would eat it. I don't eat it, but I certainly would eat it if I've it got were the some, last thing. I've got some in the fridge right now, probably. Now this one I strongly have shoved back on olives. I love olives. How dare oh, yeah. how dare they say olives? Our dog growing up was named Olive. Really? The, the more our wedding dinner was at Olives. Mm-hmm. Um, you had birthday I, dinner. I thought you were going to say your wedding dinner was Olives. I was going to say well, I, mean, there, I tried there, growing there, in Olives. There were right? Olives, and, and it was at Olives. Candied apples. Yeah, I don't like them, but I would eat them. Yeah, I don't. I, they're a little messy. They're they a little hard to do, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hard to get into. That's one that you almost have to get with a fork and knife, at yeah, least for me. True. you got to knife it up. i tell you what I also need. If you're going to give me a candied apple or a caramel apple, you could make it easier on me by giving me two sticks. Right. Like one in and then like one on the, on the other. Yeah. Like pin it in like corn skewers. Why are we doing and that? then just be able to get it. That would certainly be an assist. I would, the dipping process. I'd pay a little extra. Well, yeah, but you could stick it in after the fact. You I know, agree. like when it gets served. Like, here's a handle. Well, thank you. I appreciate the extra handle. I don't know what this is, but maybe I, I feel with British ancestry, I might should. London's jellied eels. You know anything about jellied I've heard eels? Of this, but I don't know that I know what it is. It doesn't sound like something I would eat. Uh, while you look that up, person person said blue cheese, literally rotten cheese. I know Ooh. it's safe mold, I, I like, but it ew. still tastes horrendous. Man, that looks. Did you um, did you just yeah. Google jelly deals? Yeah, oh don't, yeah, don't show it to me. I'm fine. I can imagine what it looks like. No, you don't. No, you can't. <laughs> no. I don't even know how to describe what that looks like. Yeah, uh, I could, but nobody is it wants an eel? It. No. Well, I mean, well, it, yes. Yeah. Chopped right, eels boiled say, in a spiced stock that is allowed to cool and set, forming a jelly. No, That's absolutely not. Me, not doing it. Is the cooled and set. Not doing it. Mm-mm. If it were warm and not set, I would do it. Give me a gallon of black licorice before I eat what you just described. Japanese, J- mm, Japanese blowfish. You can literally die if it's prepared incorrectly. Yeah, that would that would definitely be the one that I would have to... You have to really put your trust in yeah, that. Yeah, high level chef. of trust, right. And then uh, someone said chicken feet. Now, a moment ago, I saw Brussels sprouts pop up on the screen. Uh, I will eat Brussels sprouts now. I used to wouldn't, but uh, I like them pretty well now. It's it's To me, it's all how they're prepared. You know, if they ever get completely mushy, I prefer them when they're a little bit crisp and a little bit crunchy. I don't love them. But I have had, like you said, I've had some re- really good ones. It's something about a barbecue restaurant. A barbecue restaurant usually can do them well. You think huh. so? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the I think like Morton's, some of the steakhouses, they do them very well because they pair well with a, you know, with a nice steak where you can kind of cut them open and eat a half of one. And they're little tiny baby cabbages. I, I would put, I would put uh, lima beans on that list. If you put lima beans in something, then you got a pretty good chance of sneaking it by me. But you go straight, you go straight, a hundred percent dosage of lima beans, and I'm out. I can eat lima beans out of the can. 
since there since since we, we had to we had to experience it too. There you go. That is you can't force me to look up. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, well what we, was it called? we can wait you out. Jellied London, eel. London jellied eels. Okay, so don't I'll just have to throw it up at random points now on the screen. Right? Next thing is <laughs> don't eat London jellied eels over your keyboard. All the gross things that happen when you don't clean your keyboard. How many of us eat See? at our desk? How many of us eat, you know, near and you get a nasty keyboard? Our keyboards can actually harbor high levels of bacteria. The most common bacteria that are found on your keyboards tend to live on our skin, mouth, and nose. They are then transferred to our keyboards, usually by our hands. So you can, if you want to give it a thorough cleaning, you can do that. Here's what you should do first. Don't turn it upside down until it's over a garbage can, unless you just want to prove a point on how dirty it is. Mm -hmm. But flip it over and then just shake it. And then, if you really want to do a good job, go get the compressed yeah. air. I love yeah, that the stuff. The compressed air. Sam's got some good. right there. Mm-hmm. And just I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It works well. It sounds funny, like when it comes out of the can. That stuff. <laughs> and then it gets really cold. Yes. And so, but that works wonders of blowing dirt and dust. But and luckily, if you ate that above that, I don't think you're going to be making mm-hmm. much of a mess. Yeah, that stuff's gross looking. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe that. As we said... Yeah, to I see don't it. know. I don't know what I call that. Puke? It doesn't even no. No, I mean it no. Looks like know. oysters probably with look the same if you puked it back up. Probably oysters with gravy on it almost. Speaking of uh nastiness, you can get staph infection from not cleaning your phone. Besides a streaky screen or sticky phone case, not giving it the occasional once over can expose you to quite a few germs like uh, staph infection, etc. A germ-ridden phone might also explain why you have acne on your cheeks or chin, yep. but it can lead to also lead to other skin issues, dangerous bacteria such as staphylococcus on phones, which can lead to more serious infections such as impetigo and etc. So to disinfect your phone and kill germs, all you need to do is use a cotton swab dipped in rubbing alcohol. I have usually when I clean my glasses with like my thing, I usually will do then do a wipe, wipe off. In fact, I did that this morning. Listen, PSA, do not use alcohol wipes on your glasses. Mm-hmm. Do not do it. Not yeah. if you have the, um, the protective, glare, glare, the anti-glare. Uh-uh, it will absolutely eat Eroded. them up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of phones, and I don't know whether you'll be over or under. It asks, how often do you drop your phone in a typical day? A new survey says the average person experiences about 140 moments of phone peril a year. Oh. Phone oh, peril would include all instances of almost dropping or cracking That's their phone. probably about. 2,000 adults in the United States uh, were, were uh, surveyed. Gen Z was found to be the clumsiest generation, averaging 187 close calls annually. I'd say they just touch their phone more, which would drive the number of instances up. I mean, wouldn't that make sense? And uh, the average person has owned their phone for 2.2 years. And then the uh, author of the story said, funny how my kids also seem to drop theirs right about the time that the new iPhones are released. Hmm. Ah. Coincidentally. 
Oh, I dropped my phone and broke it. My phone, I have two cracks in my screen. That's the most common thing. I have two small cracks, but you have to look pretty hard to know that they're there. My crack is in my screen protector. I have a centered one that has splinters going. Yeah, from it. Yeah, that's the worst. But they're, I mean, they're pretty easy to fix well, these days. My if you iPad's want to, far worse. Get them fixed. Yeah, it's it that when you see it drop though, and it drops face down. It's mm. that <gasps> that moment it, of uh-huh. you turn it over. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's like a scratch off. What's there? Mm-hmm. Except you, I right. guess. Well, I guess you kind of win in this if it's not. CNBC ranks the best and worst states to live and work in. The best is Vermont, according to them. The worst is Texas, and Kentucky is nowhere in the top or bottom ten. But Tennessee is, and Indiana is. On the bottom? On the bottom, yep. Okay. I could, I could see Vermont being a decent place to live. Not a lot of people. Speaking of the lottery, did we ever figure out who won that? I have not heard. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the $1.8 mil, $1. Yeah. $1. yeah. Um Wasn't me. Lots of maple syrup in Vermont. Mm-hmm. If you, if I, one of my so good inclined. friends from college was from Vermont. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then this is an uh, interest of interest to me. An update to a story you might have seen nationally: a United Kingdom man stole two hundred thousand Cadbury eggs. A man dubbed the Easter Bunny by police has been sentenced to 18 months in jail for stealing almost 200,000 chocolate eggs. It happened February 11. 32-year-old Joby Poole stole $40,000 worth of Cadbury cream eggs after breaking into an industrial unit and making off with the haul in a stolen truck. The uh, j- He was jailed and and then for a year and a half on Thursday when uh, the out of his trial. Did he that crack is, under the pressure, I guess? Cracked <laughs> under the pressure. That is so many eggs. That's a lot. So it but it 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 left me with the question. Of the 200,000, how many would I eat before I never wanted to have another one oh, ever? Oh yeah. 50. Yeah, <laughs> 50. Yeah. Over yeah. what period of time? You know, over yes. 50 days I would be fine, but say 50 in a week, I'd be like no, yeah, because I only want like one or two. Of the, they're so the, rich. I mean, I love them, but I like yeah. what I want one a season. Yeah. And uh-huh. then, but two hundred thousand, goodness gracious! I don't know what those go for on the resale market. You know, if you're fencing them. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Your chance to win the water cooler question coming up here on In the Notes. Did you know the scientific name for any object shaped like a football is prolate spheroid? P-R-O-L-A-T-E, second word, S-P-H-E-R-O-I-D, prolate spheroid. Sam, I require at some point in time during the football season, you work in prolate prolate spheroid into the broadcast. My crew usually, they went through a stretch where they would try to give me... The, like the Tom Hart things, they sure. would they would give yeah. me like I had to drop a baseball player in one time and and everything. But well, uh, you know, I just, you don't walk around and say, "Hey, you want to want to pro the want to throw the prolate spheroid around?" No, you just say the football or the old pigskin. How wild is it that we're? I mean, that's coming up real quick. It's, it's sooner than next you, Friday than is the first scrimmage. Might realize, yeah. So a prolate spheroid. A football. Yeah, a football. football. A football. All right, here's today's water cooler question. If you or someone in your household have not won in the last 30 days, you qualify to win. You will text your answer to 270 259 Text the answer to 270 259 
we're going to give you winner's choice today. You can have Holiday World, you can have Beach Bend, or you can have Kentucky Kingdom. Is that all right with you all? Yeah, or don't we have Aquatic Center, too? Do we have that? Or uh, no? no? No, I think we're, I we think out, of we're out of those. Um, so text your answer to 270-259-6000. And it is... Four in ten of us say we do this healthy thing more often in the summer. Four in ten of us say we do this healthy thing more often in the summer. In summer! Shout out to Olaf. Four in ten of us say we do this healthy thing more often in the summer. Weekend box office. It's a Barbie world. I'm a Barbie girl. Please don't like. Oh, I've had the worst time getting that in, in a Barbie out world of my. Oh my goodness! It's fantastic. 155 oh. million. Boy, the double duty. Oppenheimer does it almost 81 million. So it's the biggest opening weekend uh, since the Woods burnover. But impressively. In placing in third, Sound of Freedom at 20.1. Sound of Freedom beats Mission Impossible and Indiana Jones. Elemental is down at 7. Spider-Man is at 8. Transformers at 9. No hard feelings. Are, are you going to go see Oppenheimer? I've seen a lot about the Freedom one in my newsfeed. Yeah, it's it's one that we definitely need to see. Um, it's pretty eye-opening about uh, human trafficking. He has said that he's going to wait on You're going to wait on Oppenheimer? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Oppenheimer, it's, I know it's it's a like isn't it almost three hours. Yes, yes. Oppenheimer is going to come see me. Okay, so, although he has a birthday coming up, but I do, and I thought it was last birthday that I saw uh, Top Gun Maverick. Mm. So, but, but I will tell you that three hours is a big. She can't sit for three hours. I, I have a That's really, a like I need a halfway break, and it's not right. a movie really that you should walk out on. Right? No, you know because you you'll miss something. So. Are you going to see Barbie, or will that be another one that you'll... Nah, I don't... I'll probably see it at some point in time, uh, but I'm not... I mean, I I could go see... I could go see Sound of Freedom, and I could go see Mission Impossible. Like, I could do the double like that, but... I And I, by the way, I do really want to see Oppenheimer, but it also requires IMAX, so I'm not... It was shot in IMAX, and I don't want to watch it in less than IMAX format. Although I don't currently have an IMAX theater at our house, I was going to say I don't. I don't have so you. there's going to have to be a workaround involved. Looks there like somewhere. you're going to your birthday. <laughs> Looks like he's going to have to find another date. <laughs> Jamie Fox speaks out about a medical scare for the first time. He says uh, he went to hell and back. To quote him, and he came out and said that he he basically described his journey, but he never said what happened to him. But basically, well, just letting him know. I now. assume the screenshot is from the video. It he is. He doesn't look good. No, he does not. He looks obviously looks very thin, but he also looks very pale. Yes, mm-hmm. I saw a side by side of what you would imagine Jamie Fox would look like, and he just his face is much more narrow. I don't know. He's to the point of what we would call would that be gaunt? You know, when you get that real Maybe, kind yeah. of that gaunt look. So it's not quite that bad, but you can tell he's been like he's really lost a lot of weight. Oh, he's so good. So talented. Um, and I love him in Baby Driver. 
Uh, You've seen that movie. I love him in horrible. What is it? Horrible Baby bosses. Driver. <laughs> yeah, he's good in that one too. <laughs> Baby Driver. Baby Driver. So anyway, good to see like, he's on the mend. Uh, and for you being a music guy, the musical soundtrack in that it's it's phenomenal. Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. All right. Paul Simon says he can't play live due to hearing loss. I saw this on CBS a few weeks ago, but uh, he's kind of put it out there that he still enjoy he still writes every day and enjoys that. How but old, uh, how old is he? Uh, he's, yeah, he's yeah in that range. Um, his, he recently released his 15th solo album called Seven Psalms. And so, if you 81. Like, 81. It'll be 82 in October. On the number. Okay. Uh, what else? Is there anything else I need to tell you about? Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, at the coronation, let me make sure I get this right. At the coronation of King Charles, there's a king. Have you seen this, Meghan and Harry, in the news? I heard. So apparently they were asked. The Air Force One took the Bidens, but President Biden did not go to, he did not go to the coronation. Flotus went, didn't she? It was Queen Elizabeth's death. So uh, when... Queen, when Queen Elizabeth died and Air Force One was going to and from, Harry and Meghan asked to hitch a ride on Air Force One, and the Bidens told them no because it would strain relations with the royal family. That And so basically they said, no, you can't, you can't hitch a ride. And I thought, as big as that plane is, right? right? All those seats flying across no, the Atlantic. You and can't you're like, go. No, no hitchhikers. You even throw them in a lavatory, if anything. you got to imagine that the lavatory on, on Air right, Force One is... not like, yeah. Make them fly steerage. I love her in suits. Like, love her. Yeah. Let's say they got a rocky road coming up ahead. Oh, got to well. get to a break. We'll find a winner. Also got Point to Ponder, Chart Toppers, and more coming up here on In the Know. MB's Point to Ponder for today. You can comment if you're uh, watching socially online, whether you're YouTube or Twitter or Facebook. You can comment if you want to. Uh, Because our answers will probably come to an end pretty quick. This says, what bizarre thing is your dog afraid of? What bizarre thing is your dog afraid of? Sam, your family dogs over the years, you remember them being afraid of anything in particular that was odd? I don't know about odd. Uh, Buddy is one at home right now, and he's he's one of those that's scared of... um, like fireworks, storms, and everything, which is very traditional. We had one dog who who was abused in a prior home, so she didn't like it if she didn't know you and you came in wearing a hat. Oh, she got very. That's the one we, yeah, yeah. that's the one uh, we could I, have said. Yeah, Gertie, but I'm not. Gertie does not like it when I wear a hat. Well, it was Peyton more so than Peyton too. Yeah, yeah, Peyton. Right. I mean, for years, if you put it, didn't. We're hoping with Gertie that eases up, but with Peyton, it did not matter. I saw umbrellas. Uh, someone said bacon frying. Someone said blimps. It's like Buddy, the blimps. dog I was just talking about. If he smelled some bacon frying, he'd be he'd be he's right all, there. He's, he's, on, he's on like, board. where can I can I have a piece? Yeah. I do like it when um, it's pretty common. I think the dogs will chase the vacuum cleaner. Uh-huh. You know, do that. But um, the opposite side is we've noticed that 
Gertie has a kind of that same uh, role right, remote mm-hmm. control cars. Yeah, that's fun. How do the kids chase the dogs with <laughs> the remote control cars? That uh, Gertie has an unhealthy attraction to weed eaters and chainsaws. Yes. I've noticed, and like, like she wants to get them. You said you need to be more afraid of those types of things. Like she jumps but, around sorry. and. What about the lawnmower? Nah, she. It's way too that. big. Yeah. Just say you need to get a little sidecar. <laughs> yeah, that'd be all right. Today's water cooler question, the answer was four in ten of us say that we do this healthy thing more often in the summer. Take vitamins. Mm. Take mm. vitamins was the correct answer. I saw a lot of drink water, and there was some sunscreen in there. Put bike. And there was, oh, cycle in that. All right, so did anyone, I didn't run through all the answers. Did we have any correct answer? That's such an odd answer. Yeah, take it take v- vitamins, as our friends across the pond would looks say. Looks like we uh, vitamins. One. One. So okay. would you like to pick a number between one and I'll one? I'll pick a number between one and one, and that number is, let's go with number one. How about 2129? 2129. Congratulations. And uh, you'll get your pick of the three theme parks. The Bachelorette is on tonight. Children ruin everything. Season <laughs> premiere on the CW. And on Hulu. Is that like an America's Got Talent, America's Funny Stone Videos kind of thing, I guess? Maybe. On Hulu, Futurama is back. Oh, I didn't know that was back. I, did, I knew it was coming. I just didn't know it was it was already yeah, out. Yeah, wow, Futurama, we know what Sam is doing. Futurama is on Who to the Lou. See, I'm a little worried. They ended it a great way when they did last time. Today, apparently, Coolio is involved. The late rapper Coolio is involved in this episode. This really? Episode. That's what it says. Today's highlight in history, this day, 1915, the SS Eastland, a passenger ship carrying more than 2,500 people, rolled onto its side while docked at the, uh, docked at the Clark Street Bridge on the Chicago River. 844 people died in the disaster. Tennessee became the first state to be readmitted to the Union after the Civil War this date in 1866. And Kentucky said, there you go, crawling back with your tail tucked between your legs. In 1969, the Apollo 11 astronauts, two of whom had been the first men on the moon, splashed down safely in the Pacific. Saving Private Ryan debuted this date in 1998. Ken Griffey Jr. and Mike Piazza got into the Hall of Fame this date in 2016. He wasn't unanimous. Birthdays today. Yeah, the Griff needs to be in, without a doubt. But unanimously should be in. I I, 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 I know you're not disagreeing. Ruth Buzzy is 87 today. Robert Hayes. Listen, this is a very long and robust list of birthdays. Ruth Buzzy is 87. Robert Hayes is 76. He starred in the movie Airplane in addition to several other things. Michael Richards is 74 today. That he has gotten, I, I didn't realize that Michael Richards was that age. Who, Kramer in Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Is 74. Really? He is two is he years older. He, yes. He, he is two years older than Linda Carter, who played Wonder Woman. She's 72 today. Carl Malone is 60, Barry Bonds is 59, Kadeem Hardison is 58, Kristen Chenoweth is 55, Jennifer Lopez is 54, Rick Fox is 54, Rose Byrne is 44, and Bindi Irwin is 25. A lot of people, because you said Barry Bonds is 59? Mm-hmm. I see. I guess that makes sense when you think about it, but... Gone but not forgotten, Simone Bolivar in 1783, Alexander Dumas in 1802. Thank you for the Count of Monte Cristo. Amelia Earhart was born this date in 1897. Chart toppers. Let's try to go back to 1950. Your soul lies 
Mona Lisa from NKC. Is it only just, it is so weird to hear him not sing something that's not a Christmas song. You can sing his Christmas song now if you want to. Just take right off. Uh, I cannot do it justice after hearing him. Let's go to 1959 and see if we can study some of our history lesson for today. Get you out your bacon and beans. In 1814, we took a little trip along with Colonel Jackson down to mighty Mississippi. We took a little bacon and we took a little beans and we caught the bloody British in a town in New Orleans. We fired our guns and the British kept a coming. There wasn't as many as there was a while ago. It is hard not to sing that song. Oh, it really is. And most it really is it? No, it really oh, is. You... No, it really is. It's hard not to sing that song. It's very educational. Most everything we know about 1814. Shout out to Mr. Gray. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In middle school, right? 1968, the fifth dimension number one was Stone Soul Picnic. I wonder if there were ants at the Stone Soul, Soul Picnic. Maybe some can't UNTs. Have a, can't have a picnic without ants, right? 1977. When are we going to find out that Ashley Bell is the greatest greatest winner of all times? Do you know when they're going to announce that? I, I don't that? know that. They're going to bring them all to the concert and announce it at the concert? No, I do know it's not that because I know that the winner gets tickets to the concert. So it looks like we made it. I hope soon, though. Yeah. I used all available email addresses that I have. <laughs> Come on. 1986, Janet Jackson was nasty. What? Hammer time. Oh, no. It's not, that's, a that's a different song. That's a different yeah. song. Okay, uh, let's go to 1995. Shania Twain, number one. <laughs> All right, now I gotta play this song because in 04, Tim McGraw was number one. For the same reason that I love the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, because if you can rake what if you can work in late Gitchy Goomy, I also hold a song that says Fu Manchu. I am in on. <laughs> Show me another song that talks about Fu Manchu. And I'd much rather would hear about skydiving than actually doing it. <laughs> 2013, Miley Cyrus, number one, We Can't Stop. And Harry Styles, number one, a year ago today with As It Was. The song is really catchy. I love this song. It is. Uh, also, Hannah Montana has gotten popular at our yes. house. Really? Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're getting Sa- into like my... Listen, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Not so. see now you're going a little bit a little bit before and yeah. almost a little bit after me, but my little brother was a huge Hannah Montana. Been hearing a lot of singing around the house. Yes. It's the best of both. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. My little brother might even still have the C D jamming out in his car. <laughs> MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. The bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. The bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.